0: Hello, runners. This is the Rambling Runner podcast, and I'm your host, Matt Chittum. This is a podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while tending to the rest of their lives. And today I am happy to be joined by avid runner Shawana White. Shawana, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Oh, we're excited to, excited for you to be here. Uh, you know, I actually, as I was talking to you earlier I saw you on Instagram. I love following your stories and just your your running process, but for those of you who don't know you, could you mind giving us a little bit of your running resume and just kind of what your various, you know, PRs are?
1: Okay. Well, I basically started running in 10th grade in high school. My high school coach, he actually discovered me in the office and if I wanted to run track, so I started to run track and... And after that, I continued to run at the University of West Georgia. And then briefly, after college, I ended up taking several years off because I was just tired of competing. And then one day I decided, you know what, I want to try to run again. And so I started back running, and it was really rough. I started off running 24 minutes, which was slower than I ever ran when I was in college. What so was that, for a 5K? Work, yeah, for a 5K. All right. And I was just like, wow. But after that, I just continued to work hard, and I improved my time, and I actually set some PRs, especially in the 5K. I ran faster than what I did in college. Like, So my current PRs right now for a 5K, my best is 1733. For a 10K, 3621. For a half marathon, 119.53. And for the marathon, my favorite race, two fifty two thirty
0: eight. Two fifty two thirty eight. That's smoking fast. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, what makes what makes the marathon your favorite
1: race? When I first started back running and running with groups, and people always talked about the marathon. Guys are crazy for running that far. And then, like, after doing Hood to Coast, which is, like, a 200-meter, 200 miles, I'm sorry, relay, I was like, man, if I can do that, I can run a marathon. And so one of my old coaches, when I finally started running the marathon, he was like, well, you can qualify for the trials. I think you're good enough. And so ever since he lit that book in my ear, I was just like, okay, I'm going to keep trying the marathon. And another thing, what I like about the marathon is – it's so it's so long and it's so much room for improvement versus the other distance that are more like speed based, but like the marathon is like a combination of both and I just like to be able to tour different cities by foot.
0: There you go. So what made your coach suggest that you could reach the Olympic trial level for the marathon when it wasn't something that you had, you know, spent a lot of time on in the past?
1: I, yeah, I, I don't I I guess he saw that I had the potential, you know, to you know, to be able to qualify if I just continue to work hard. But since then I, I do have a new coach but he believes the same thing as well.
0: Got it. So what level well, that's so interesting. So what level of running I guess what's what's the qualifying time that you're shooting for?
1: Um, under two forty five. That's
0: the B standard. Got it. And now is there a certain timeline with which you have to get that time by?
1: Yeah, it it opens up in September, and then the last day you can qualify is January the nineteenth in twenty twenty. So I'm going to run my first attempt race at Akron Marathon, and then if I don't get it there, I'm going to try Jacksonville in December. And then if I don't get it there, I'm going to wait to march and try it again at One City Marathon in Newport, News, Virginia.
0: Got it. So, um, first of all, when, when is the Akron Marathon? Is it this fall?
1: Yes, it's in September.
0: Got it. And how do you choose the marathons uh, or any race that you're going to run? I mean, you just listed a couple of uh a couple of races that aren't necessarily close to each other. So how do you how do you decide which, which races you're gonna do?
1: Basically there's two well, two things. Well to see another city and one if, you know, like you were stating earlier when I spoke with you, like for amateur runners, like sometimes I can make money at a race, so I look at that too, like chances of you know, propping off of my talent. So that plays a key role into some of the races that I choose. But I also want to run a marathon in every state eventually too. So.
0: Oh, wow. That sounds like a good time. I don't know about Hawaii. That sounds like it would be a little hot. (laughs) Yeah. So what does your current training look like as you're preparing for the marathon?
1: Well, Right now, basically, we're trying to get my mileage up to 90. And basically right now I'm doing, like, two workouts, two hard workouts a week, depending on if I have a race because I race a lot. And so some of my races are used as workouts. So basically I'll normally do either a tempo or a track workout or, like, later on today I'm doing some hill repeats things of that nature.
0: Right. And do you, you run, if I'm following your Instagram account correctly, you usually run twice a day or how does that work out?
1: Yes. I normally run twice a day for about three to four days a week because like my coach, especially like after hard efforts, he don't, he don't like for me to run a long, long run after doing a hard workout. So he prefers me to break it up. But like today, since I didn't have a hard workout on Thursday. I didn't have a hard workout yesterday. So today I'll just run 10 miles straight.
0: Okay. So I have to ask, you obviously have done a lot of running through college and now post-college, and you have some big goals ahead of you, and I certainly wish you the best in trying to get there. So, you know, we all have our our, kind of our love-hate relationship with running on some level. So for you, what, are the workouts, or what is the workout that you love doing the most?
1: Oh, I love doing them. It's not really, it doesn't help for well, for a marathon, but my
0: favorite workout are 400s.
1: I love 400s. I can do those all day long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, do you, so when you do 400s, are you thinking, especially if you're prepping for a marathon, are you are you trying to replicate uh, a certain, like, marathon goal pace, or are you really just trying to, like, try to break out the speed? Well,
1: basically, when we do 400s, do they are a little bit faster than marathon goal pace. So, for and essentially, the whole idea behind it is to make marathon goal pace feel more easier and more relaxed.
0: Right. So that makes time,
1: sense. So, most of the time when I do 400s, they are faster than marathon pace.
0: Right. Well, considering how you just answered that question, I think I could answer the next one for you. But on the other end of the spectrum... What are your? What is your least favorite, or what are some of your least favorite workouts that you know you have to do in your training?
1: Well, you know, it's really. I just posted it the other day on Instagram. My least favorite workout is 800s. Like yesterday, I did 10. I mean, well, Tuesday, I did 10 times 800s. Like I really don't like 800s. I really prefer to do Maori versus 800s and about. It's just something about 800s. I mean, it doesn't matter if I do it on the road or if I do it on the street or do it on the track. Uh, they just, I don't know. It's just.
0: <laughs> is just it just because so it's careful. in between? Right. Is just because in between going hard and, and pacing yourself?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Probably so. I mean, because I guess with the mile, you just have more time if you fall off pace to get back on pace.
0: Versus the eight hundred,
1: yeah. you have less time to get back on pace when you fall off.
0: That makes sense, so when you're in a race, you mentioned how you race a lot, um, and it's kind of cool how you incorporate it in your overall training. But if you're in a race or if you're in an important workout and you kind of hit that point where you're struggling and um, whether you think I might not be able to finish this or I, I you know this isn't exactly this isn't going how I had planned, uh, what are some of the ways? that you kinda of fight through that. You know, what's the you know you know the motivating phrases you use or the internal monologue. How do you fight through those instances that we all feel when we're really kind of struggling through a race or a workout?
1: Yeah, like well my number one thing is the only way I would stop running if I feel like I broke broke a bone or or if I just feel like I'm about to pass out. You now it's just regular pain that occurred during running. You know, I always tell myself that I'm going to finish regardless of how slow or fast. And some things I say to myself, I tell myself, I can do hard things. I got to keep going one mile at a time. Just keep the legs turning, things like that. And then we, I'm focusing on 2020. I'm like, this is going to get you 2020 ready. So you got to keep going. You got to do it.
0: Oh, I can imagine how that would be a motivating factor, especially for someone who's kind of knocking on the door of such a legendary goal. Yes. All right. So with that being said, you mentioned earlier that you, you you ran in college at West Georgia, and then you kind of took a break from there before you kind of entered this newest iteration of your running career. So what, if anything, have you learned, you know, recently that you wish you had known about running you know, whether it was 10 or 20 years ago?
1: Well, one thing really trying to run a certain pace on easy days. When I was in college and even when I started back running after taking a break, I used to always try to run all my easy miles, like at 7 minutes, 7.30, that range. And basically, really, with easy, easy days, the whole goal is to recover. So it doesn't matter what pace you're going, just as long as you're going nice and slow so your muscles can recover and be ready for the hard days.
0: That is such, I am so glad you said that, Shawana, because I feel like that is a revelation that came to me much later on in my life than I would have than I would have liked it to be. I you know, I think when you're younger you just want to push all the time, especially if you're on a team. Right? There's a little competition when you go for team runs and things like that. And that's certainly, that's something I struggle with even now. Even with, you know, when you log all my, you know, when I log my miles on my easy days versus my hard days, it's hard for me not to look back at like an easy day two weeks ago versus an easy day this week and see if I've improved on that. So for you, what, what kind of brought that to your attention? The need to be, you know, really easy on your easy days as opposed to how you approached it in the past.
1: Well, just basically from different coaches and just different runners and just seeing what some of the, the elite at the top level, like especially with Kenyan runners, like they're some of the fastest runners in the world. And on the easy days, they really go slow. Like originally I used to live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I had a friend that used to host some of the Peak Street runners. When, you know, well, now Peachtree. some years is international, sometimes it's U.S. only. But anyway, I had the opportunity to run with them, and I was thinking like, well, I'm not going to be able to keep up on an easy day. But they was going like eight to ten minute pace, and I was like, wow, this is the best in the world, and they're going slow, and they're faster than me. You know, maybe I need to try this and see how I feel. And in the end, I felt a lot better on my hard days and less injuries and less aches and pains, so I just keep doing it that way.
0: Right, and I guess when you see an elite runner doing it, it kind of give, it can give you a license for you to incorporate it in your own running, right?
1: Oh.
0: Hello? Okay, yes. Oh, sorry, I lost you there for a second. I um, Yeah, I feel like if, if I ever saw an elite runner running nine-minute mile pace, I would feel much better about doing it myself versus, you know, just the normal feeling of, hey, I'm running on the road, and, you know, if a friend sees me running, I want to look like I'm running pretty well, or, you know, just kind of the peer pressure that can be there for all of us as we're progressing through a normal run.
1: Yeah. So, so,
0: so, yeah, so when you were running with those Kenyan runners, were you talking to them at all about about their training? Well, yeah, you know, basically
1: it was, telling me that sometimes they run like three times a day and one maybe a hard run and then the other two runs maybe just easy runs depending on the day what type of day it is or some days it's just all easy the whole day. So and then also I learned from them too, like if they don't feel like running, like if they feel tired and they have a scheduled run, then they're not gonna run if they feel tired they're just going to take the day off. They're good at listening to their body.
0: Oh, interesting. Because that, that's also a tough one for a lot of runners too, right? Like when knowing when to be tough and to fight through and, and keep pushing and keep grinding versus knowing when to back off because that half step backwards might give you two steps forward later on in your training.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: that's I mean, great.
1: especially with... Especially with me with me racing a lot, I really have to do a good job at listening to my body because, you know, with all the races injury can chances increases. But luckily I have been able to run with no serious injuries, so I'm pretty happy with that.
0: There you go. Knock on wood. <laughs> I'm knocking on wood for you if you want right now. <laughs> yeah. So that brings up another question, too, because if you're doing a race for training, you know, as a workout, do you ever get to the point where you have to decide how, you know, if you're going to go, you know, full out max during the race, or do you ever back off if you're not feeling it in one of those, like, races that's being used as a workout?
1: Yeah. I mean, if I'm not, you know, do what my body allows me to do, I can't, if I feel like I'm pushing and it's hurting something, I'll just back off. And then even in certain races where, you know, if I if I ran up to my full capability, I probably could have won the race. But there's been many chances where, many opportunities where I didn't win the race because I was trying to run maybe like a half at marathon goal pace. And I just had to stick to the plan. You know, sometimes that's tough, but I've been doing a good job at doing that.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So, all right. Well, Shawana, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a pleasure uh, learning about how you're going after your goals. If someone wants to know more about you, you mentioned you're on Instagram. What's your uh, what's your handle?
1: Peach Runner twenty six point two.
0: Peach Runner twenty six point two. See, you must love the marathon. You got it right in your name. Yes. There you go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, and uh, happy running.